Please join me in prayer. As we take a deep breath and look within and feel the presence of spirit, knowing that that spirit is present because it dwells within each of us, as each of us. So we celebrate our oneness with spirit right here and now by means of this prayer. We celebrate our beloved community as we explore what it means to be spiritual beings living a human existence together in beloved community. We give thanks for this beautiful day and we give thanks for the inspiration that we hear and feel today coming through Reverend Diana's words of wisdom and resonating with the wisdom in our own mystic hearts. Knowing that that which transpires today is perfect for each of us, that each of us receives that what we came here to get and gives that which we came here to share. It all unfolds perfectly, divided by the invisible hand of spirit. So grateful that this is so, I simply release my word, knowing that it is already at work in the spiritual realms, bringing this day into fruition, unfolding it perfectly, powerfully, joyfully, and lovingly. And so we just accept it, say thank you, Spirit. Thank you to each one. And so it is. So it is. So it is. Good morning. If you are new with us here today, new with us online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I am the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And I'd like to welcome you home to our community and to your own Mystic Heart, where all of your answers are already present. So we begin this morning by joining our voices in chant and song.
So we light the menorah this morning in that celebration. Hanukkah is an eight-day Jewish celebration that commemorates the taking back and rededication of the Jewish temple in about 164 BCE. Hanukkah begins at sundown, so we dedicate our Teze this morning, as we did to Bodhi Day last week. Dedicate this morning to the idea that Hanukkah represents in our modern world, and that is that religious or spiritual freedom is God-given, and that all should be free to worship or not as they choose. We're also celebrating the fourth Sunday of Advent this morning, and adding the spiritual quality of love to our candlelighting ritual. We remember that the white candle in the center is the God candle, representing the one light that never goes out. We light the first purple candle to represent faith, the second purple candle, which symbolizes peace. Last week was the pink candle representing joy, 
and this week the, fourth, the third purple candle, the fourth candle of all, which stands for love. And so we seek to embody these qualities of faith, of peace, of joy, and of love in our lives, in how we walk in the world, in how we treat our brothers and our sisters. We had a great experience of that yesterday as a small army of us went out into the community with our 12 days of kindness bags. Yes, it was beautiful. And we touched a lot of people. We touched a lot of people. And this morning I have to tell you that my practice and my prayer was one of deep, deep gratitude for every blessing in my life. Because, oh my God. We have work to do, folks. And I, I just commend you and bless you for being here in spiritual community doing that work of creating peace and abundance in our world. So let's take a moment before we go any further into the Teze today that is centered on the last aspect of Sabbath. But we begin by our ritual of making joyful connection to all of creation. We begin as we sense our joyful connection to our human family. So if you're comfortable closing your eyes and settling into this connection, we know that we come together with a common desire to be the change that we wish to see in the world. To take an active part in the conscious evolution of humanity so that we can leave the world just a little bit better than we found it for our children and for their children. So let's breathe together, allowing ourselves to settle into a field of absolute joy and gratitude and aliveness, where we are all expressions of the one source, inseparable, interdependent. Each one of us an irreplaceable strand in the tapestry of life. Feel into this moment of connection. Into the gathering of sacred community. Now let's expand our connection. Visualize with me a global web of consciousness. Each one of us a point of light. All interconnected across the planet. We include all beings who in this moment might be sitting in meditation or prayer. In their own personal practice might be attending sacred services, acknowledging the presence of the divine. Consciously connected by our wholehearted devotion 
feeling the collective intention that brought us here. Feeling the impulse to grow and evolve that's awakening in each one of us. And now expanding our vision to include those who are not yet aware of their divine connection. All people, everywhere. No one left out. As we sense this very intimate relationship, our light shines brighter and brighter until our separate points of light melt into one beaming radiance. And now moving beyond our human family, we acknowledge every creature as an expression of light, every plant, every rock, every grain of sand, the soil and the water, the clouds, the heavenly bodies, all glowing with one light, expressions of one light. As we feel our oneness, we breathe in the faith and the peace and the joy of Advent, present in this moment. And then we send it back out into the atmosphere as we exhale. Faith, peace, joy, and love. knowing that these qualities guide and govern all that unfolds. As one human family, we acknowledge our personal responsibility and our role as caretakers in sacred service to one another, to all life forms, and to the planet that sustains us. This is our time of celebration and communion. In consciously establishing our connection with one another and with all beings, we empower our work here. Our prayer, our meditation and communion, they ripple out and touch lives in ways that we may never know. We are making a difference. Take just a moment to be with that. And 
moments are grounded in our oneness, we center our awareness in this month's theme for our final time this month, Sabbath. And we explore what it means to embrace an intentional way of life. Sabbath, to cease, to rest, physically, emotionally, intellectually, socially, and most of all, to rest spiritually, to rest in the Lord. To allow the loving and lawful presence, the life force and intelligence, the loving Father, the Divine Mother, to gracefully have its way with you for just a little while, with no intervention, letting everything be exactly as it is. without the need for judgment, without opinion, without comment, and with deep listening. But Sabbath includes two additional practices which serve to balance our experience. True Sabbath also includes embracing and feasting. In the Jewish and Christian traditions, one who walks the spiritual path is invited to embrace God's covenant with humankind. This language may be unfamiliar to some of us, or even uncomfortable. What is a covenant. It is a partnership, a committed agreement in which two or more people make binding promises to one another and work together to reach a common goal. Unlike a contract, a covenant implies a personal relationship. We might think of marriage as an example of a covenant. A more universal way to look at God's covenant might be to say that we each experience a unique personal relationship with our version of spirit. No matter who we are or what our personal path to God looks like, each of us is born with the qualities of spirit already in place. Ours is to bring forth the qualities and embrace them wholly and express them fully. This might be called a covenant with God. The qualities are given freely, ours to discover and express. It might be called God's promise to us 
that each of us is a perfect expression of love and light. Our part in the agreement is to acknowledge spirit as a higher power and place our relationship with that power at the center of our lives. Another of God's promises might be that we are all bound by the same spiritual principles. When we abide in love, peace, compassion, and generosity, our lives are blessed in countless ways. And when we do not, we reap the consequences of our actions. This too might be called a part of our covenant with God. As part of our Sabbath practice, we embrace our relationship with God. We feed it. We nurture it. We bring a sense of intentionality or deliberateness to how we live our lives. We recognize a different ordering of priorities, a different mindset about what is important. We check ourselves often are my thoughts, words, and actions in alignment with my values? We offer to the world the beauty of our lifestyles when we choose to be careful about each aspect of them. As we become more intentional in how we live, we become more aware of who we are as expressions of divinity. We become more conscious of God's grace, and we reflect that grace into the world. As we deepen our Sabbath practice, we embrace time rather than space. This means an investment in individuals instead of possessions. This means an investment in individuals instead of accomplishments. We use our possessions and our accomplishments to celebrate individuals and to celebrate life. We embrace giving rather than requiring, understanding that as we give generously of our time and our talent and our treasure, that all of our needs are met abundantly. And we embrace our calling in life. As my life becomes more peaceful, deliberate, and abundant, I begin to see more clearly 
what is mine to do at the local level and even the global level. We embrace our calling in life. Advent candles are all lighted. The God or the Christ candle, the source, burning the everlasting light, has sparked the flames of hope growing into faith and peace, joy, and love. As we feel the warmth of these divine qualities deep within us, we focus our contemplation now on spiritual love. Agape, spiritual love, is not merely an emotion that we feel. It is a choice, a profound intention that we set. We aspire to express the unconditional love of God in our human world. To follow the example of the great first century rabbi whose birth we celebrate this month. To actually be the love that this world yearns for. It sounds like a daunting task, perhaps even overwhelming, until we remember that we are not the source of that love. Even Jesus admitted that I can do nothing of myself, but my Father within, He does these works. We don't have to generate divine love. We just have to open our hearts and our souls and allow it to flow out through us. Embracing is not grasping. We can't keep love by holding on tightly. <coughs> Rather, it is a relaxed embrace, as with a dance partner. When we dance, we allow the other freedom of movement as we co-create together. To love unconditionally, we must allow love to flow freely out from us and back into us without restriction or control. The way we embrace life during this holy season determines the momentum we will carry into the new year. Our intention and efforts to share our hope, faith, peace, joy, and love with everyone 
will create a sacred space for these qualities to show up in our own lives. How then shall we bring faith to the helpless, to the hopeless, peace to those in turmoil, joy to those who are suffering? And how shall we love the difficult people that cross our path? Let us invoke Spirit's inspiration as we share this time of silent contemplation. Bring our awareness back to this place, to this time. 
We are grateful for the flow of faith, peace, joy, and love through our lives, and for the many opportunities to share these divine gifts with others. For it is in giving these gifts that we ourselves are blessed. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. I invite you now to know with me that Spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. Centered in our deep intention to be the expression of divine love our world thirsts for, we open ourselves now to Reverend Diana's inspiring words, encouraging us to embrace an intentional life. spirits become more unified when our relationship to God is the center and focus of our lives. Our bodies are more sound when we enjoy a rhythm of fasting and feasting. When we truly rest by giving up the burden of possessions. When we have time for naps. <laughs> Our souls are more complete when we can get in touch with our deepest emotions, our creativity, our sense of delight and play. We no longer draw a line of separation between mind and matter, our bodies and our spirits. All becomes sacred and wholly integrated. We even recognize our solitude and communal togetherness as two ways of having <coughs> relationship to God. As we become more intentional about being a gathered spiritual community and about enjoying our alone time with God, the two work together to create a greater sense of both individual and corporate wholeness. Sabbath keeping does not remove us from the world. <coughs> it is just the opposite. It prepares us to serve the world more fully and authentically. With spirits revived, emotions empowered, bodies healthy, and minds renewed. We serve from a place of wholeness. We become the light that shines in the darkness. And so in this moment we prepare to 
close the Teze portion of our gathering today in prayer. Knowing that there is one life, one essence, one substance, one process at work. And this one I call God, I call spirit, I call universe, infinite intelligence, divine mother. By whatever name we call it, it is that which we are. We are perfect and intentional expressions of that divinity. Finding our way. Learning to recognize more fully who and whose we are. Discovering our purpose here, in this life, at this time. For I know that there are no accidents. Each and every one of us is intentionally placed. All is in divine order. And so as we accept that all is well, we adopt these inherent qualities given to us at birth. We discover and express them freely as we move through our lives. We live from a deep sense of hope and an abiding sense of faith. That no matter what is happening, no matter what it looks like, all is in fact well. All is moving toward greater expression and greater goodness. We live grounded in a deep and abiding sense of peace, bringing our peaceful <coughs> thoughts and words and <coughs> actions into every circumstance and experience. We awaken in the morning filled with the deep sense of joy that comes from just being grateful for every aspect of our lives. The fact that we wake up in a bed in the morning, that we have a hot shower to go to. The simplest things are some of the greatest, greatest gifts. Our ability and capacity to come together this morning what a blessing. And so as we close this time together, we just call forth all of this gratitude within ourselves. We remember to remember to remember. So I release this prayer now trusting that it has done its work and will continue doing so as we move into this time of deep sharing and circulation this morning. 
I allow the rest of our time together here to unfold perfectly as it always does and can only do. And so we allow it all to be done as together we affirm. And so So we end each time together in Teze, allowing an opportunity for you to share of your financial good, should you choose to do so, offer a time of offering. And I thank you in advance for all of the gifts that are shared here, whether it be the financial contributions or the time or the talent or, or the intention, the love, the joy giving this. We have an incredibly giving, giving community here, both within the community and outside this community. And so just deep gratitude for all that you are and all that you bring. And so remember as we pass our basket today, there will be a musical meditation running. Remember that you are the light.
morning, Mr. Clark. Good morning. Good morning. Shiny faces on this beautiful, cool, crisp winter morning. Please, please join me in prayer. And we'll know together that Spirit, God, Allah, the Christ Consciousness, the Buddha Mind, whatever we want to call it, the name that is beyond all names, is fully present, right here, right now. It is that energy, that sentience that inhabits all of life, all of creation. And I know that that same omniscience, that same omnipresence, omnipotence, guides us this morning through this conscious conversation as we look at the concepts of Sabbath, at the concept of Advent, and find new meaning for what it means for each of us individually and what it means for us together as a beloved community. I give thanks for the wisdom of spirit as it, as it comes through each one of us here as the inspiration from Diana triggers an inspiration deep within each one of us and as we take part in the conversation more wisdom, more love, more joy, more beauty and more truth enters our human world. So knowing that this process unfolds perfectly and powerfully, joyfully, lovingly, I just accept it as done in heart, done in soul, done in mind, done in spirit, and we watch it unfold in this service. And we anchor that into being by saying together, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, Christopher setting a beautiful space <coughs> for us this morning. Good morning. Anyone Good morning. who's arrived in the, in the gap between, welcome. Um, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, if you're new with us here today, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And so we welcome you home to our spiritual community, should you choose it for yourself at some point. And beyond that, we welcome you home to your own mystic heart, because really that's where your answers will be found. It's where your inspiration comes through. And so we begin this morning by joining our voices in a little more upbeat music. Please never hesitate to get up, move, dance, clap, sing, wave your arms, whatever you feel inspired to do.
get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Everybody get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Let us be reminded who we've come to be. We are love, we are one. One big family, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. <coughs> Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound, hey, 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 hey. Everybody, get up on your feet, see the light in Everybody you meet, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Yay. All right. Stay up if you wanna. We're gonna change style just a little bit. Go a little bluegrassy on you. No. In honor of that. I've got faith like a mountain, I've got faith like a mountain, I've got faith like a mountain in my soul. I got faith like a mountain, I got faith like a mountain, I got faith like a mountain in my soul. I got peace like the river, I got peace like the river, I got peace like the river in my soul. I got peace like the river, I got peace like the river, I got peace like the river in my soul. I got love like the ocean, I got love like the ocean, I got love like the ocean in my soul. I got love like the ocean, I got love like the ocean, I got love like the ocean in my soul. I got joy like a fountain, I got joy like a fountain, I got joy like a fountain in my soul. I got joy like a fountain, I got joy like a fountain, I got joy like a fountain in my soul. Woo! Woo! If you want to sit, you feel free. But we're going to move into our sacred ritual this morning. Let your whole body get involved, whether you're standing, sitting, or whatever. Going to take a moment to feel the life force in the body. Infinite intelligence moving through you. <coughs> the more we get a somatic experience of our prayer, the more power it carries. So let that energy just fill you up. Become aware of the vibration of the movement of spirit in your body. Bringing your arms and your hands to life, fingers. Moving up through your feet, up into your legs. Just pouring through the body, moving toward the heart, surrounding the heart. Continuing its movement up through your spine and your neck and into your head and out the top mm -hmm. of the crown. Cycling back around, in through the feet, out through the crown, just movement of spirit. As we embody our divine connection, we hold the vision of a love-soaked 
world where peace and joy and abundance and generosity and faith and justice and freedom are the living principles that guide every life. Where loving kindness is practiced by every single human being and where care for the earth is our way of living. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home. Yes. Medical care and education, healthy relationships and right livelihood, creative expression, and a sense of belonging. Because let me tell you people, it doesn't exist yet. We have work to do. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light. Where the peace we cultivate within shows up as a world completely free of hatred and violence. We are creating a world that knows no greed, where there's absolute abundance in just having enough. Where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full, rich, contented life. In this new world of our creation, every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which God's blessing flows and through which all healing and wholeness appear. We stand firm in our faith. We will not lower our vision until every being is cared for and loved and whole. We will not come down from our vision until this planet is healthy. Knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible but inevitable, we align our actions. We take the necessary steps to move in the direction of its creation. We call it forth from the realm of infinite possibility and by our conviction and presence, we invite others to do the same. We serve as an example in the world. This great transformation is taking form right here and right now as we align our actions to bring it forth, to support and nurture its graceful unfolding. There's nothing left to do in this moment but give thanks to the one source to know and feel its unfolding, to let it go, to let it be, and so it is. So it is. So it is. So it is. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me in that every week. Thank you all so much for your participation in our 12 Days of Kindness. Thank you so much, April, mm -hmm. and support from Miley, 
for your inspiration of that project and for opening my eyes in a bigger way to what we have before us in the creation of this world. We took a bunch of us out yesterday, started delivering our packages. Thank you to everybody who joined us and served. And it never fails to be the most powerful thing I do all year long, to bring my awareness to my blessings in my life and to bring my awareness to just the vast need for love that is present in our world. My warm bed and my hot shower and my cup of coffee have whole different meaning this morning. I've got to tell you, because it's cold out there. So, I'm going to, it says here, take a breath. I think I'm going to take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start with a question today, because in Tese we talked about, this is our sort of our closing Sunday, looking at the meaning of Sabbath. <coughs> Darn it. And we've been talking about how Sabbath, the word Sabbath means to cease, to rest, and we talked all month long about all the ways that we can just stop, and that we can rest. We can rest physically. We can rest emotionally. We're called to rest. We're called to rest intellectually, to stop thinking we know everything we think we know, and just let it be. We're called to stop socially. To, to call into question for ourselves, where are we in our relationships with others? Personal relationships, family relationships, friends, our relationship with the greater community and the world. So these are some of the ways that we rest. And we're called to rest in spirit, rest in the Lord, to allow everything to just be as it is and to allow that divine presence to do its good work in our lives without our need to comment and judge and have opinions. So these are some of the ways we've been talking about resting. So this week um, we're adding the last two qualities um, that come from a book called Practicing the Sabbath Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. And the author talks about also embracing and feasting as parts of Sabbath. So we're going to start with embracing this morning. We talked a little about, we did some contemplation and prayer around it in Tese. But now I want to ask you some questions. I want to ask you, first of all, what does the word embrace mean to you? When I say embrace, what comes to mind? To hold close. To hold close. To bring in. To bring in. Either physically or emotionally. Okay, physically or emotionally. To hug, cuddle, snuggle. Cuddle, snuggle. Yeah. <laughs> Drop your guard. Drop your guard. Ooh. 
people as a concept to bring into yourself to believe. Okay, to bring into yourself or come to believe. Nice. Some nice uh, associations with that word. So what does it mean? Today's uh, gathering is entitled Embracing an Intentional Way of Life. What does it mean to embrace an intentional way of life? Well, in that case, embrace would be almost like believe for, for me. That's what I think of it. Okay. A, a new way of life is a new way of, of handling things that, uh, well, a new way of handling things rather than okay. the old patterns that I have. All right. So, yeah. So, changing belief new. so that you're living your life in a different way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. There was one word that you used. Uh huh. And that stuck with me, and it might be my word for the year, and it was deliberateness. Uh-huh. <laughs> deliberateness. Yeah. To let go of what's not working in your life and embrace a new way to look at it. Okay. Let go of what's not working and embrace a new way of looking at it. We'll go here, and then here, and then here. Two. <laughs> Together now. <laughs> One, two, three. To live according to internal values versus external pressures. Mm. Mm. To live according to internal values as opposed to external pressures. Nice. Lucinda? Bring all of your awareness into the now. Bringing all of your awareness into the now. Thank you. And I'm coming around. Mark? <laughs> yeah, very similarly, the phrase came up with constant integrated awareness. Ooh, constant be, integrated awareness. Be constantly aware of what we're doing. Constantly, constant, constantly aware <laughs> of what we're doing? <laughs> as, as, as constantly as possible. That might be a new thing for some of us. More, than, yes, more than yesterday. More than yesterday. More than the day before. All right. So we're... Uh, so growing speaking. awareness day by day, moment by moment. Thank you, yeah. To drop our excuses for why we can't be who we are. <laughs> drop our excuses. Excuses. Ooh, that's a punch of a word, huh? <laughs> drop our excuses for why we can't be who we are or are meant to be. Nice. Okay, I see a hand here, and then I think I see one over there. So here first. Well, what Mark said reminded me that an, an embrace isn't a grasp. It isn't... It isn't a tight right. grip on something. It's, it means we're holding it loosely, and you know our intention is is what's important, whether we live up to that all the time or not. Okay. Uh, I mean, we, we certainly try, but it's uh, uh, we need to not beat ourselves up for not being living a fully intentional right. life if we are embracing the idea of doing that. Okay. Nice. Thank you. To me, I was thinking <clears throat> acceptance, embracing, kind of goes hand in hand with a need to be open. Oh, yeah. I we have to be open to it in order to embrace it. And the, and the opposite of that would be closed or, or a place of rejection. Okay. And we tend to reject new ideas or new ways of being if we're not even open to them in the first place. So I think you have to come to open Right, open arm place in order yeah. to embrace something. Nobody yeah. wants to hug someone like this. Right, I can't. <laughs> I'm not hugging you. I can't walk up to you like this. Yeah, right. It's all, mm -hmm. all open. Nice. 
So then what would it mean to embrace our relationship with God or spirit or the infinite intelligence or the universe or a higher power of whatever name? What does it mean to you personally? To be quiet and just be. Okay, to be quiet and just be. Love everyone and serve everyone. Okay. Love everyone, serve Embracing everyone. as much as I can. All right, beautiful. To have that conversation of reflection on like life's impact in our, in, in a relational way, the spirit, you know? Mm -hmm. And not leave anything unsaid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Having the conversation and not leaving things unsaid between you and your God. Allowing spirit to guide you and uh, inform your life, inform your decisions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Letting spirit guide and inform your decisions, your actions, your thoughts, your words. Surrender. Surrender. Beautiful. So then, what does it mean to embrace time? rather than space. Part of this Sabbath practice talked about letting go of a sense of place and materiality and embracing a sense of time or timelessness or flow. So think about what would that mean in your life if you were to let go a little bit of our, your connection with place, materiality, and embrace a sense of time instead. What does that mean? Well, that's, um, remember I was talking about Kairos and Kronos. Uh-huh, yeah. Those two different kinds of times. And for me, um, I find that meditation opens up mm -hmm. time for, I mean, changes, time changes okay. during meditation for me. Um, so time is one of the ways yeah, I, you know, if I'm constantly thinking about something and lost my thoughts, time goes pretty fast and it goes tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. And if I can let go of that, um, just let it, f don't focus on thoughts, which I try to do when I'm doing my meditation. Mm -hmm. I can get into that state, which I go to Kairos, which is a, a different kind of time. Yeah, more of a and, timelessness. Right. A flow. And I, I also play music and, and with rhythm is um, it's there's a there's a similarity there. There is chronos because you have your beats, but there is a time that mm -hmm. it, it changes. Um, I've noticed that. Um, yeah. If I start like playing some music with a metronome. Right. I, I, I'm, okay, I get and then, but once I get there time kind of changes. Yeah. Yeah, when you're learning to play you're very aware of the march of time and the beat. But then once you've really sort of embodied the playing and you move into jamming, for example, just jamming with a group of people, that's timelessness. That's kairos and flow. Yeah, that's a nice metaphor. Kind of to, Thank you. to move on, to continue yeah. on that metaphor, which uh -huh. I really like. You know, it's like, <clears throat> like you say, it when you're, when you're learning when you're trying to understand what time is in music, uh -huh. um, 
you, you're so conscious of the time that it um, you don't you're not able to really play. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're you're kind of doing something I wrote, but when you can when you understand the time in your being, mm -hmm. then it's a lot easier, and you yeah. can just be the song and not 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 not, not trying to figure out am I. Playing, what, what time am I playing? In? Right, it's more of an embodiment. Yeah. You've embodied the timing and you can move into the timelessness of the music. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Joseph? Um, I just like this state where all things, uh, since the beginning of time to the end of time, they're happening right now. So mm -hmm. it's like it, if there's something that we want to make happen, um, then Stepping into that place where it's already happened, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and and things that we have a hard time letting go from our past, or you know, it's it's all here. It's all here. It's yeah. all here and available and potential. Yeah. And so, I've heard people call that acting as if mm. stepping into the actual experience, even if it doesn't appear to be present. Over here and then over here. Well, I, I related it to uh, one of my favorite uh, songwriters or folk guitarists, uh, Bob Dylan. He did an album called Time Out of Mind. Yeah, Time Out of Mind. Yeah. That's timelessness right there. Yeah. The idea of embracing time. Means to me, it means making making that time sacred, like the time okay. I set aside for prayer and meditation every morning, is is sacred time. I embrace that time as uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of like embracing the ground that you're standing on as holy ground. Right. To say, I need, not I need, I choose to make this sacred time, and I choose to honor it by showing up. Right. So that's a nice way of embracing time. Setting, whether it's for your spiritual practice, which is a great way to ground you for the day, or whether it's making sacred time for your music, or whether it's making sacred time for your art. Family. Family, friendships, whatever that is. Holding it as sacred. Physical exercise, taking care of the body. So normally we, I'm going to move from time into the <laughs> next um, question, but I'm going to set it up by saying normally when we talk about giving, we pose it opposite of receiving. We say giving and receiving. But in keeping the Sabbath holy, the author suggests that maybe giving and requiring are another way of looking at that. And so as we move into the Sabbath state of mind, we move into a state of givingness instead of requiring. What does that mean to you? To give and not expect anything in return. Okay, so to give sort of selflessly, not expecting anything in return. What about this idea of requiring? How does that feel? Receiving feels so much more <laughs> good, sweet to me. Requiring sounds needy. Sounds needy. <laughs> but sounds that's, needy. But that's the way we're uh, kind of socialized. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting what I need from you. Right. Uh, the question isn't, am I giving you what you need? 
Right. The question is, I've got the question is, <coughs> what I need. Yeah. In factual reality <coughs> as human beings, don't we walk around requiring things of folks sometimes? I mean, within ourselves, we might not speak it. But don't we have these sort of internal agreements that, well, I'll be here just as long as I'm being fed by this activity. I've heard that here a lot. And we have awesome humans here, but I still hear that, you know. It's like, if my needs are being met, I'm here. Well, isn't that a requirement? We want attention. No. We want attention. We require attention sometimes. I don't think any of us are exempt at times. It's okay. We're people. I think it depends a lot on how big an ego How How much your ego, that part of your ego is in control, yeah. Yeah. Uh, requiring seems to me like uh, refusing to acknowledge what's already here. Okay. Yeah. So refusing to acknowledge what's already here, wanting it to be something Acting else. Acting as if I'm not already receiving what I need. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what's the difference between <coughs> receiving and requiring? <coughs> Self-absorption. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's end up. Where you're looking. Where you're looking? Can you say a little more about that? I think one of my great lessons through life is to be, uh, has been to learn to look to the inside for what I need. Okay. Instead of expecting everyone else to meet those needs. All right. So looking to the inside for needs being met, which really speaks to my needs are met by spirit, by God, by exactly something that is bigger than I am. I am. <laughs> yes. Just being enough. Just being enough. Okay. The word reciprocity keeps coming up as a real, uh -huh. as a real okay. thing. We're inter-social or interrelational beings, right? And it, it might not come from a place of ego. It might just be an energetic mm -hmm. knowing for ourselves. Right? Okay. Yeah. So to require something isn't necessarily it doesn't have to be a negative thing. You know, in order for me to be in a particular relationship, there might actually be a requirement within me that's important to me. That, you know, there are certain relationships that I'm not willing to engage in because I require maybe respect or I require, you know, some sense of reciprocity from another. So it's not necessarily negative. It just feels so, <laughs> When I first read it, it had this negative feel. And I had to think a little more about it. And it's like, no, we really do have requirements. We have needs, we have requirements. Plus, if we're talking about physical or spiritual here. Right. Or needs versus wants. I uh -huh. need food to be alive, but I want to have a steak and not the tofu plate, you know? There are things that we all need, and our needs are not negative. They're part of your survival system right. to keep you alive. Right. And there's spiritual needs, and then there's wants. I yeah. want to be super ascended and, and have all the information, but I need just to understand this right here. Right, right now. But 
Yeah, they're not they're not negative things. Right. They're in there. <laughs> but the Sabbath keeping is suggesting that for a period of time, whether it be your morning meditation time or a whole day that you take of rest and rejuvenation, that while you're in that Sabbath space, you move into a sense of givingness and paying more attention to how can I serve, what can I give, who can I be in the world. Not necessarily taking the steps to do the work yet to do it, but just really reflecting what's mine to give rather than focusing on what you're getting. Wow. I, I find my true self has better answers than my false self. <laughs> <laughs> my true I self. Listen to my true self more. Yeah, learning to discern that voice, right? Which one is which? <laughs> Okay, so moving. Oh, one more time. Well, I was just going to say that there, there's no law that says that you cannot receive while giving. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a need to be of service or to love or to do whatever, mm -hmm. and I can do that while right. while giving or receiving, like yeah. like yesterday. Exactly. Meeting and giving. I don't mean to imply that when you're giving, you're not receiving. It's just that during the Sabbath practice, the focus is on the giving. Of course, giving and receiving are a cycle that you can't separate. Because when you are actually giving, you know, you're receiving something. Whether it's a sense of having fulfilled a purpose, whether it's being given love in return, whatever it is. You can't separate the two. It's just that in Sabbath the focus is on, you know, how can I serve? Where can I give? What's mine to do? Understanding that, of course, there is a receiving that comes with that. When I was uh, teaching at the science-based charter school, we had a study pond, and we studied the thermal currents that are happening mm -hmm. in the uh, just because of the temperature changes within the pond, and they're all giving and receiving. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, it's not. There's not one side that's an inside and one side that's an outside. It's just. Right. It's just all. You know, it's kind of like a cloud that's kind of rotating yeah. around itself. Yeah, so it's a, it's a complete cycle always happening. All right, let's shift our embrace now to wholeness. What does it mean to you to embrace wholeness? That could go in lots of directions, can it? That we're not focused on a particular part of us, just the physical or just the okay. mental. That there's All right. So we're not focused on just one part of us, not just our physical, our mental, our emotional, or our spiritual. It's all integrated. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, <laughs> Go ahead. I think um, there's a vibration uh, of like when when we're hurting, you know, there's like a honest kind of surrendered invitational yearning that opens the door it's like it leads us into the places where we'll experience the mirror of wholeness okay um, but it's it it's not um, pretending that we don't feel what we feel no but uh, it's just acting as if it's already here so that it, it can open the door okay for that yeah, yeah. Stepping into a place where wholeness can become your experience. Because uh, my belief is that down deep below all of the human qualities that we have, that we are whole. Mm -hmm. 
So it's not about becoming whole, it's about revealing the wholeness that's already there. We're born that way, we're here. We're God beings, having a human experience. So it's about peeling back the layers to expose the wholeness that's underneath. I hear, especially in practitioner work, people want something, mm -hmm. but they don't want necessarily what comes with that. Like, I, I want to lose weight, but I don't really want to watch what I eat, or I don't really want to exercise. <laughs> yeah, I want money, but I don't want the responsibility to go. I don't want to have to pay taxes and all that stuff. So, it's it's for me embracing wholeness is is taking the whole package because you can't cherry pick it. Right. Sometimes we we pray for particular outcomes or experiences or, and then they come and they come in a package that we didn't expect or they come in the package we were specifically wanting but that package has some aspects of it that we didn't expect <laughs> and so accepting what is as right and perfect and whole right now in every moment no matter what it looks like and trusting that if it's something that we don't want to remain with that we still have the option to you know <laughs> pray again <laughs> turn around <laughs> start over um, turn a corner and go another direction but that just because we think we know what wholeness looks like or, or the answer to our prayer looks like doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to look the way we thought. So yeah, embracing the wholeness of taking it, it as it comes and knowing that if it's for me, if it's before me right now, it's for me. Okay, If it's here, there's something for me to learn, to grow from, maybe to grow through it even, but it's here to direct me. David? Isn't that kind of like, um, like uh, Everyone's heard of letting the genie out of the bottle. Right, <laughs> letting the genie out <laughs> and, of the bottle. <laughs> and you've got the one thing you wished for, but right. you didn't, it's, uh, didn't think all this other was coming with it. Right. Yeah, we, we have our one little human perspective. We can't possibly know what spirit has in mind when it shows up. So one more thing to embrace during Sabbath. Embracing the world. That feels big. Embracing the yes. world. What does it mean to you to embrace the world? Take the good with the bad. Take it. It's all life. It's all okay. life. Take yeah. the good with the bad. It's all life. Except it's a mirror of the inside, you know? Except that the outer is a mirror of the inner. Yeah. Really and truly acknowledging and embracing the, the feeling and the meaning of being one. Okay. That everything happens in the mind of God. We are all one with that. And really embracing everything that means. Okay. Part of which is even those people that I don't really appreciate are <laughs> still a part of me. We are all one, no exceptions. Exactly. <laughs> and to really embrace what that means. Right. 
because that's huge. Now, Michael. Cheryl says, know that we are all in this together. Know that we're all in this together. Yes, Cheryl, we are. <laughs> <coughs> yes, Sean. Accepting what is and how it is. And Accepting what it is. Realizing that if you don't like it, that's just too bad. It's too bad. It is what it is. you got to embrace that. It's really true, you know. <laughs> Might as well get over it. <laughs> here and then here. I think that's what Jesus meant when he said the kingdom of heaven is spread upon the earth and we just don't see it. Right. It's, yeah. it's Everything is perfect. That doesn't mean we can't work to make things better. Right. But it's perfect the way it is. The kingdom of heaven is yeah. is here. But and we cherry pick it. We yeah. like this, but we don't like that. So. Right. Meaning saying something's perfect doesn't mean we like it. <laughs> that's the thing here. What I finally realized is I'm in control of my life to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And when things happen in my life I'm not really thrilled about. Mm -hmm. And I can sit and I can nitpick that forever, but it never changes. And when I came to the realization that it is what it is, I'm not real thrilled about it, but I accept it, then it moves on and something new go. opens up. Yeah. And yeah. then you're not sitting around monkey mind thinking about, Right. Why and if and if I did this and I, mm -hmm. that was sure a waste of time, yeah, and energy. Yeah, when I was talking about allowing things to be without the need to comment, without the need to have an opinion and voice of preference and the angst that goes with that, yeah, it does. It just holds the grasp, right? Yeah. When I think of like uh, when we experience what we think of as like maybe evil people or darkness going on and um, you know to embrace the world to me is like well if there's darkness over there that means that we're not seeing each other <coughs> and right. so that's a two-part process so that means like how can I embrace in a way that like give you the experience of being seen so that I can have the experience of being seen right and it's like where are we where are we actually stuck yeah <laughs> if we're perceiving something as darkness we're not seeing a light in it Right? That's there's, right. there's light everywhere. There's light in everyone, in everything. Mm -hmm. Angela? Um, bouncing off of Lucinda and Michael, who both said we're all one, um, the idea of we're all one, but as individual expressions of God, there are certain things that we may be purposed to <coughs> particularly um, work within mm -hmm. and if we all begin to do that then we are by definition all as one embracing the world yes beautiful yes. so it sounds oh go ahead April I'm hiding back here I'm sorry <laughs> I know your arm goes right behind Joseph's head and I can't see it till it goes away <laughs> Well, when you said embracing the world, to me, I didn't just go to my fellow human expressions of God. Mm -hmm. um, to me, that also means the, the, the planet as a whole. We can't yes. forget that when you embrace something, you're, you're building connection with it. You have a right. feeling about it. And um, that goes for the water and the rocks and the, and the air and the animals and the insects and, the, and the everything. If we're all here, as I believe, 
the Great Spirit reminds me that we're all connected, we're all one family, that I have to, in order to embrace it, I have to care about it. I have right. to realize my connection to it, and, and it's the whole everything, not just this guy over here I don't really like or, or, or whatever, but it's also right. like every animal, every everything that we come across. I mean, how many, how many little furry friends did we come across just that followed us around yeah. everywhere? And we, you know, yeah. we build a little relationship with them. Yeah. So we can't forget about all those other things that are here with us. Right. You know. Did you hear that, Sophie? That's right. Yeah, Sophie. <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, and Sophie's running around. We all have a, a connection. <laughs> right, so we do. Whether she's snoring or she's doing whatever we want to do, man. That's right. <laughs> Part of the group. That's true, and we, we forget sometimes as we're moving through our day when we well, we just want to buy the thing we want to buy. Or we just want to do the thing we want to do because we want to do it. And it might not be the best thing for our planet. It might not be the best thing for the beings. You know, it might not be the best thing for the beings that fly around and flutter in my yard if I were to spread my lawn with poison so that I don't get weeds, for example. I mean, we have to just look at our actions and where they're coming from, and what effect they're having on beyond just our human neighbors. We have animal neighbors. We have we have the whole planet to consider. So, do you think that's um, relative to your awakeness? That if you're not aware or you don't have an awakening of spreading mm -hmm. poison on my lawn is affecting the bees, right? Then, then there's nothing you can do about it. Yet. Right. It, it takes a certain level of awareness right. and becoming awake to yeah. to what's happening. That seems to be the big right. thing yeah. happening on the planet. Yeah, and that's part of our evolution, right? Yeah. Where more and more people are becoming more and more aware of the effects of our human actions. Because we have this brain and this ability to make choices that are not purely instinctual. And so, as we become more aware of what's happening all around us and awake to the conditions in the world, then we can make better choices. Yeah. And part of that growing awareness, we learn that what's wrong for any part of our life is wrong for us as well. Right. That's part of wholeness. Yes. Right? If there is no separation, then if something is not the right thing for my body, it's also not the right thing for my mind, my emotions, or my spirit, because there's really no separation there. All right, I'd like to shift us from embracing, because we want to touch, because we, after we gather doing our interactions, our conversation, we have fellowship. And that's one way we feast every week. But there are other ways of feasting. And um, the author of celebrating the Sabbath holy talks about embracing and feasting. So, and we've spent the whole month looking at Sabbath. So, ceasing, resting, embracing. Does anybody know, have any ideas around other than food? Because obviously we can feast on food. What might be other, other ways of feasting that we take part in in our lives? Music. Okay, music. Mm -hmm. All right. Sunday morning services. Sunday morning services. Mm -hmm. 
Well, when we take the like the word pleasure in its in its most true definition, it, mm -hmm. um, then all love is is shared pleasure. All right. So when we feast on the sunset or feast okay. on anything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so feasting on the sunset, feasting on beauty. Yeah. Feasting on love, feasting on pleasure. Nature. Nature. Anything else? Grandchildren. Grandchildren. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so wrong. And yet yeah, we love you. So, we all laugh. So someone mentioned coming together in in a communal or corporate worship. That would be a way of feasting on truth potentially feasting on sacred scripture or other truth writings. Worship, devotion, music is always a part of that here. Community, feasting on a sense of community and support. We can feast on any form of positive energy, right, that we choose to. Anything positive that we move in the direction of with our embrace, you know, open and ready, we're feasting on that. So what does that word mean? What does the word feasting mean? Mm. What do you think? Abundant pleasure. Huh? Abundant pleasure. Abundant pleasure. Appreciation. Appreciation, yes. And those things are part of the actual meaning of the word. And festival is comes from the same, mm -hmm. same festival word. Festival comes so like from the same word. Music word. festival, you're feasting on music. Right. So you're really indulging yourself in a very open and positive way. Immersing yourself. Immersing yourself, another good word. Yeah. In the uh, <coughs> Hebrew Old Testament, the... Uh, with gusto. Huh? With gusto. Oh. <laughs> with gusto. gusto. Yeah. Gary, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, in the, in, the, in the Old Testament of the Bible, you see a lot of feasts. Uh -huh. Not necessarily eating a lot of food. It's Right. It's appreciating a certain part of who God is. Okay, so appreciating a certain part of who God is, or what God is in your life, what it represents in your life. I was thinking of uh, cooking Wetzelslaw out on the Feast of Stephen. It's a it's a holy day. Right. The Feast of Stephen is a festival, holy festival in the yeah. in the church calendar. Yeah, there are many holy festivals yeah. in Christmas every all kinds of traditions. Yeah. Christmas is one of those. Hanukkah is another. Well, feast uh, implies abundance. It does. It implies abundance. And where does our abundance come from? It comes from One source. our divine creator. Yeah. yeah. And celebrating that abundance. Celebrating. Thank you. That was where we were going. <laughs> celebrating <laughs> the abundance. <laughs> what are we celebrating? Because we all, we all practice our Sabbath in our own way, in our own unique way. But one thing that we share in common um, here is our willingness to take part in celebration. And so we're celebrating abundance. What else are we celebrating? Joy. We, joy. Okay. Companionship. Companionship. Are we celebrating the constancy and the consistency of God, of spirit? 
something we can count on? April? When we think about like the big festivals and any any traditions, any beliefs, mm -hmm. anything, the, the common thread is that it's like a place where you leave your excuse me, you leave your BS at the door uh -huh. and you come in belief system. In the yeah. system. <laughs> <laughs> you, you come in and you and you you set your intentions to joy and love and celebration and togetherness uh -huh. and you know Rarely, I mean, it happens, and we love everyone, but rarely in the middle of a big festival or a party do you have, like, someone just talking about all their life problems. You right. Know? It's, yeah. it's more of a time when everybody can come together and, and, and just be in that joy part of their right. spirit and together. And, and um, when you're talking about feasting, too, like, you know, and then you said it's feasting on energies. Be, anyone in here who's an extrovert like myself, we feed on other people's energies, and we will go to hang out with the people who make us feel up, yes. higher, happy, yeah. the, the ones that we really can enjoy, you know, each other's energies and, and feed off of each other. Right. And sometimes you just want to hang out with those people so you can recharge and, and yeah. feast on that love and togetherness and that high energy of, of your other people that you resonate with. And yes. I think that's an, it's an important time in celebration to just be in that love portion of your spirit. It is, absolutely, and that, for me, that's what this is every week. That's what this is about every week, feasting on the love and the joy and the support and just our desire commonly to be together, communally to be together. It's a great feast. Our tribe. Our tribe, all right. Yeah, right now in this season for me is Christ consciousness. Okay, feasting on that Christ consciousness that is seeking to come forth through every being. Nice. So what about feasting on the precious gift of growth and evolution? Do we get to do some of that being together in community? Sometimes it's like eating your vegetables. <laughs> eating your vegetables. So I'm looking and going, wow, we're having a great conversation, but we might want to have a lunch soon. Yeah. So I'm going to shift a little bit and take us toward our closing. As I prepare to do that, is there anything else anybody has wanted to speak that hasn't been spoken? Because I never want anybody to go away feeling like they didn't get to speak. Just like to say that as we eat lunch. <laughs> he could never say. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> as we eat lunch today, just remember it's an it's an outer outer expression of our inner it, celebration. It is absolutely. Yeah, that the, our food and fellowship is very strong here, but it is an outer expression of that celebration of of our love and our coming together, Lucinda. Okay. I don't know why, but for some reason this conversation is making me think it's a good intro to the class that's starting next month. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> talking about evolution, talking mm -hmm. about embracing our spiritual evolution. Yeah. So if anybody would like to deep dive into that. Yeah. It's actually called peaceful evolution. So there's a, a, uh, a big focus on uh, the teachings of the Tao Te Ching in that class. So, hey. yeah, 
combining of our current understanding of human participation in evolution as a spiritual practice combined with an ancient practice from the Tao Te Ching. Should be a really good class. Alrighty, so there's a quote I wanted to share with you. Where is it? There's a book called Why Not Celebrate? Hmm. I think I might get that book. Uh, by a lady named Sarah Wenger Schenk, and she says, Celebration is the honoring of that which we hold most dear. Celebration is delighting in that which tells us who we are. Celebration is taking the time to cherish one another. Celebration is returning with open arms and thankful hearts to our Maker. So celebration is part of Mystic Heart's mission. It's actually in our mission statement. Our statement says, living from our divinity, that in of itself could be a whole week. <laughs> living from our divinity, we empower lives and create authentic, loving community through heartfelt study, service, service celebration, and prayer. So there it is, it's up there. So we set that mission when we became an organization. So celebration's a big deal to us. We like to celebrate. It's Amen. an important spiritual practice. And celebration is one of the six pillars of a spiritual life that we talk about here. Um, okay, time for another pop quiz. We had a pop quiz last week. <laughs> another quick pop quiz. Uh -oh. Celebration. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> there was a no <laughs> Okay, you got it. You got it. Anybody have a call? <laughs> what did you see? What did you Spiritual see? Celebration. Study. Prayer, meditation. Prayer, meditation. Celebration. Celebration. Study. Study. Did we already get that? Yeah. <laughs> Spiritual Service. study. Service. That wasn't even on it. <laughs> yes, it was. Well, it should be. <laughs> One missing. One missing. What's the other one? Hey, Mike. I know, but I'm not telling. <laughs> Turn the screen this way a little bit. Here you look. Okay, we're going to practice it. Here's your clue. We're going to practice it shortly with a basket. Giving. 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 Okay. Circulation, Circulation or giving. And it's not just money giving, but giving of ourselves in sacred service okay. in whatever form that takes. Well, I'd like to thank Michael for doing that. <laughs> So as we wrap up our conversation today, um, before we close in prayer, I'd love to hear just briefly um, how maybe you might have been impacted this month by our discussion around Sabbath. Is there anything that's being redefined for you? Any words that have been redefined that may have been triggers in your past or uncomfortable words or... Well, it's Sabbath because it's it's structured. So you have a period mm -hmm. of time that you devote to something. Okay. In this case, it's uh, for my case, it's spiritual activity, okay. which is meditation. So that gives me an impetus to to maintain or or to establish that as a as a, a real goal in my life as a Sabbath. Great. So establishing a Sabbath and understanding it, it's an intentional something that you put in place yourself. Great, thank you. Anything else that's come up for anybody? 
big reminder for me to set aside this sacred space and time mm-hmm. for whether it's artwork or just sitting. I've been a little out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. good reminder. I show up for other people and then forget to show up in that way for myself. Right. It's easy to do. Caught up. Anybody else wants to speak to that? It feels more like a wanna than a gotta. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it's shifted. I don't have to sit down and do my practice or whatever I want. I want to. I'm inviting it. My intention. My intention. I'm creating this space. Yeah. Well, when we first started, there was a lot of uh, discomfort that was expressed to me outside of service around the word itself, Sabbath. What are you talking? You know, what are we doing? <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I really enjoy the process of releasing the energies around words that we've taken on through the course of our lifetimes. Words we maybe are triggered by don't understand, don't have an understanding of. And so we can't have a conversation with other people, not an effective conversation, from a triggered place or from a lack of understanding. So I think clarifying our language is uh, a really important part of our study and of what we do. So thank you for joining me on this journey through Sabbath. We're going to go ahead and close with a prayer. We invite our awareness to move back to the inner life, to the inner space, to the heart of God that dwells within each one of us. Trusting and knowing that there truly is only one life, one source of all of creation. And as a perfect and intentional expression of that one, I know that each one of us is irreplaceable, absolutely necessary, and perfectly perfect, just exactly as we are, and just exactly as we are not. Knowing that each of us is like a puzzle piece in this thing that we call creation. That each one of us has a unique set of talents and gifts, a unique purpose to serve in the world. That there is a divine order about the unfolding of life. And that as we come into alignment with that order, as we come into a deeper understanding of our place in that order. We find more peace in our experience. We find and express more joy in our lives. We discover a sense of contentment with who we are and what we're here for. So as we move into this into this winter, this time of deep winter, we remember that it is a time
for nourishment. It is a time for going within. It is a time for celebration. And we willingly and consciously practice both the quiet inner practices, the prayer, the meditation, the stillness, the silence, and the community celebration, the festival, the feasting. We embrace this time of year as a time that nourishes us deeply, a time that we can root ourselves in the presence of spirit and draw forth all of the nourishment that moves us to the next season of our lives. And so deeply grateful for this knowing, deeply grateful that this is so, I give thanks to the One for all of the gifts of this day. I give thanks for everyone present here, everyone listening with us today. I give thanks for all of creation and its perfect unfolding. And I move into this week renewed, refueled, rejoice, rejoicing and praising and worshiping in my devotion that all of life is is perfectly unfolding. So I release this prayer. Knowing that what I expect to see, what I look for in the world, is more likely what I'm going to find. And so I move forward expecting joy, expecting love, expecting peace in our world. And I just set it on the altar right here and now. Allow God to do what God does. And together we affirm this by saying, and so it is. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. Each Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we do by offering of your financial gifts, should you choose to. And um, as we prepare for that off period of, of offering, we have an affirmation that I would invite you to read and even voice with us if you choose. Know that this affirmation is heartfelt. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance through this act of giving. I, in, in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world, blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. So this morning we're using some video um, in place of some, well, mixed with some live music. But I invite you to enjoy the group, uh, acapella group, Straight No Chaser. Yeah. Ready? Two, one, two, three. On the first day of Christmas, when she walked a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, on the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings, four calling birds, French and turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine ladies dancing, eight ladies dancing, seven ladies dancing, six ladies dancing, five better not shout. You 
better not cry. You better not in a pear tree on the night. Oh, that's so, right. On the eighth, so, on the seventh day of Christmas, my child gets to me. Here we are, for whistling a month of so five golden rings, four calling birds, three French and two turtle doves. We've come a and partridge in a pear tree on the eleventh day of Christmas when you love gave to me eleven pipers piping down all the leaping time ladies dancing down made some looking seven swans are swimming six years of late five golden rings four calling birds three French hens two turtle doves and Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer on the twelfth day of Christmas I had a little dreidel I made it out of clay and when it's dry and ready our dreidel I shall be Yo, I'm the dreidel guy. That's my bit you just stole. Come on. What's the darker side of Hanukkah too? <laughs> One, two, three. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. On the twelfth day, my true love gave to me twelve drummers drumming like Olympus above the Serengeti. Eleven pipers piping, ten lords leaping. Partridge in a big pear tree. Partridge in a big pear tree. If you've seen the other versions of that video, you you know <laughs> who was stealing whose bits. It was yeah. great. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I just bask in this joy, knowing that it too is a quality of spirit that we celebrate. Oh, big time this time of year, and we give thanks, joyful thanks, for all the gifts we've received, for the ultimate giver that is spirit, and the givers on the human plane that contribute to this beloved community so that we may continue our work blessing the community. So with a grateful heart, I just say thank you, Spirit. Thank you to each one here. And so it is. So it is. Amen. And I think before we go into the... Uh, Announcements. April, would you like to uh, give us an update on, on the 12 Days of Kindness? Why not? Why not? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
yesterday well first of all thank you to everybody who brought their time candy cookies socks all the things thank you to everybody who who made it possible last Sunday we all got together we got a bunch of hands together we put together about 200 and something I think we only remember lacking a couple extra bags but almost 250 uh, gift bags to go out and give to the unsheltered population here in Reading and uh, yesterday we met we had a, a group of people we loaded up and off we went and I want to say thank you to everybody who came and, and blessed my life with the opportunity to go and do that with you guys and uh, like Diana said, you know, we we went down into the homeless camps. A, a few people were surprised at how vast they actually are. They go for miles and miles out in the woods. And, and uh, you know, we, we walked all those hills and, and trails, and we got to the people and some of them that can't get out of their tents. And uh, we took the gifts down in there and, and delivered them by hand, and we were received very graciously and a lot of thank yous and some tears and and all the things that make it worth it so uh i really just want to say thank you guys for uh being a part and and everything and giving me that opportunity and um <clears throat> we still have bags bags here and so we would like to give you the opportunity to uh, take a couple of those bags home put them in your car put them in the passenger seat we keep a few in the passenger seat i guarantee you driving down the street you will see somebody who would be very grateful for that bag uh, in front of every storefront almost here in reading it, it's a sad and true fact you're going to find some someone of the unsheltered population somewhere in this city that w would love to have that bag from you and it gives you the opportunity to be in that giving uh, part of yourself so we have some uh, Diana's knows where they are she just told me and there it went so there's somewhere in here the ones that are completed they can go in the office and the stand microwave stand something yeah, microwave stand on my desk. those are complete complete and if we run out of those the rest are just minus on bacon yeah yeah so you can grab a couple bags put them in the car and, and have the opportunity to uh, to pass them out to somebody but again thank you guys everybody for give yourselves a hand for for bringing your heart and showing it and we had a great time thank you april for bringing this project to mystic heart it, yes. uh, thank you it's it's just amazing one of the things that uh that i noticed yesterday is that um people were happy just to be seen i think uh, as, as a society we tend to cope with things by denial you know i i don't want to see that problem you know that's not the america that i want to see um but again we need to accept the world as it is we need to embrace the world as it is before we can be the change so thank you again i'm gonna cry during the invitation and if you haven't been with us before after service we have the most amazing food and fellowship that I've ever experienced. So join us for lunch if you'd like. Join us for the feast. For the feast.
love you. Many blessings. Many blessings. And Merry Christmas.